This is an extract from Prudentius, The Origin of Sin, translated by Martha A. Malamud, and it's a discussion of free will. Does anyone have the power to sin against the thunderer's will? For him it's easy to put inside man's heart whatever feelings suit him, to instill his every fibre with chaste desires, to flood his veins with pure integrity. You fool! Don't you know the strength of your own freedom, given by the one who shaped you? Don't you know how great a power you've always had over this world, your servant, and over your own character and will, free of all constraints, the will to make decisions and follow what you want, your mind not forced to suffer servitude? When he made you Lord of all creation, and bade the subject world to follow your commands, when he bestowed on you the fertile fields and skies and sea, the flowing streams and wind, would he begrudge to trust you with free will, and thus deny you freedom as if you were unworthy? What would it mean if you were chosen to be king of this great world, and not be king of your own self, your honour spoiled by being thus curtailed? Or what distinction is there for a lord who has no mental freedom, whose only thought must serve the law imposed upon it? What praise or credit does a man deserve for living justly without a real decision between two paths? The man who does not have authority to choose a different course, to bend and change the inclinations of his mind, that man will never of his own free will be good. The man whose good involuntarily is neither praiseworthy nor even good, because no glory comes to him from forced integrity, and virtue without glory is sordid. It is only virtue if, rejecting what is bad, it flashes out on its own and by its better nature seeks the proper path. Go forth, says Adam's father, the maker and creator, Go forth, O man, ennobled by my mouth's own breath, slave to no one, powerful, the ruler of the world, and judge of your own mind. Subject yourself to me of your own will, so that obedience itself will come about through your own free judgment. I don't force you or constrain you with my might. I do remind you that you must avoid injustice and follow after justice. Light befriends the just but shivering death awaits the sinner. Choose a way of life, for virtue could advance you to eternal life, or else your sin condemn you for eternity. With the freedom you've been granted, make your choice between the fates. Such kindness leaves him free to roam down any road, rejoicing in the richness of his gift. He goes against the law laid down for him, and with knowledge and free will he chooses the thing of death, believing all the while that what the clever serpent urged against the will of God would be more useful to him. He, indeed, persuaded by rhetoric and not by harsh command. The woman, when indicted for the crime, made this reply to the charges of the Lord. Herself seduced by crafty arguments, she had persuaded her husband. Freely, then, did man himself consent. Given the freedom of his upright soul, could he not have spurned her arguments? He could, for God had urged him earlier to follow what is better willingly, but he, rejecting wisdom, trusted more in that cruel enemy. And now he stands between the Lord of life and master of death. God summons him from one side, 
and from the other calls the tyrant. Impulse drives him one way, then the other.